Welcome and thank you for joining us here at Life Central. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're all about, check out our website, lifecentral.org.za or like, follow and subscribe to our social media channels. We hope this message speaks into your life and that you will find meaning and purpose through it, guiding you through your daily life. Have you ever stood at the foot of a mountain and just be in, in absolute awe of its enormity? Just kind of stood there and just been like, wow, like this is just absolutely incredible. Now, I often look at a mountain while I'm traveling, whether I'm riding or driving, and I, I wonder to myself, man, I wonder what it's like up there. Uh, in my mind, I kind of picture it to be a bit cooler than what I'm experiencing down here, uh, maybe a lot cooler. Um, but I can only imagine that the, the, the view must be mind-blowing. I think to myself, I wonder if, if people have been up there. I'm sure they have. And if they have, how many people have ever been up there? And how tough would it actually be to get up there? And then I'll, I'll just start plotting a route. I'll just start looking at the mountain and just start plotting a route and seeing if with my eye I can actually find some form of way to to get up that specific mountain and as I'm plotting I may get to a rock face and realize uh, my skill level doesn't allow me to to traverse that so let me find another way around that uh, until I can kind of make my way up to the top uh, and I don't know I don't know maybe you don't do that and maybe that's normal and I'm just a hot mess um, I'm sure that's probably it. Uh, I'll even sometimes be traveling and I'll think to myself, man, what would it be like to walk from Cape Town to Joburg? You know, like how many Ks could I do in a day? And ultimately, how many days would it then take me? Like, would my body hold up? Would it, would it survive that? <laughs> you know, would I hold up mentally? What would go on in my heart during that time? Imagine the conversations with God and just like the, 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 the inner workings and the shaping and the molding and, you know, through the struggle and the pain and, and the excitement and all of those things. Just what would be going on in those conversations with God? And like that sometimes gets me excited. It, it, it really does. It makes me think of the book of Psalms, where there's this entire section of Psalms, um, pretty much 15 Psalms from chapter 120 all the way through to chapter 134 that are called the, the Songs of Ascent. The Songs of Ascent. And, and these songs were essentially sung by, by Hebrew pilgrims on their way up to Jerusalem or possibly while they were ascending Mount Zion. We're, we're not 100% sure, but ultimately they were on a journey. They were climbing um, and they were purposeful in their journey. They were purposeful in their climb. They, they, they allowed that, that process, that journey to be this time where they just allowed God to mold, 
and shape them and work inside of them. And these songs were these songs of encouragement to everyone around them and to themselves. And at the same time, these songs were these songs that were opening themselves up to whatever God wanted to do in their lives through that climb. What a beautiful thought that is. And as I consider one of these songs of ascent, they were written by, by King David before he was king. And, uh, and essentially David, as he, as he writes his song of ascent, as we look at the song that he, that he wrote, I can only imagine that he was climbing some personal mountains. There was some personal stuff that he was going through, that he was having to work through. And again, just asking some questions and opening himself up to, to just let God speak in those moments. As he wrote this, he, he wrote, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? So clearly he's walking and he's, he's seen some mountains and, and, and possibly triggering the, 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 the realities of the things that he's going through himself during that time. And he's like, man, as I see these mountains, I'm like, where does my help come from? Where does my help come from? Clearly I need help. Where does it come from? And he carries on and he says this. He says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And it's like he recognizes that even though there's a struggle, even though there's adversity, even though there's the stuff that he's busy going through, that there is help, that it's readily available. And that in that moment, that help for his mountains is God. Now, if I'm honest, over the past couple of years, I've had to climb my own personal mountains. And as I've gone through that, it's kind of got me thinking about mountains as symbols in our lives. You know, firstly, I think about how we talk about mountains as hardships that we need to overcome. You know, these mountains that we need to scale in our lives. I think about the, the struggle in the climbing, you know, getting up and over our disappointments, our hurts, our anger, or even our inability to see any hope for a future worth pursuing. And this can often become our focal point. And when this becomes our focal point, we end up losing heart, we end up losing hope, we end up losing focus, and we start fixating on the struggle of the climb. Yet when we consider the struggle in the climb, in that struggle is strengthening. Think about it. In that struggle is strengthening. It's, it's this process where there's a, a, a necessary tearing of the muscle that will heal and then ultimately cause growth. And then that growth will create an ease for the next climb and then climb after that and the climb after that. That's how we grow muscle. 
the muscle has to tear, it has to heal, and then it grows, and then it tears, and it heals, and it grows, and it tears, and it heals, and it grows. And as it goes through that process, so we become stronger, and so the climb becomes easier over an extended period of time. Another thing is, if you had to ask any climber, they would tell you that there is a lot of beauty in the climbing process. Over and above the, the strengthening that takes place that we've already spoken about, there is a lot of beauty in the climbing process. There are all the sights and the sounds and the smells that all tantalize our senses and have the potential to re-engage and re-energize our hearts for the next few steps to come. Think about it. If ever you've climbed, you, you're climbing up this, this, this hill, this mountain or this section or whatever, and as you get around the bend, there's just this clearing where you can see for miles. And as you see for miles, you realize that there's this breeze that's blowing in, that's hitting your sweat-drenched body. And it's like this, this aircon that's taking effect on this really hot summer's day. It's just gorgeous. It's just beautiful. It's like hitting all the right spots. And you just feel like, man, I can, I can go this next section. I can keep going. This is like re-energized me for what's to come. And then secondly, I, th I think of how we refer to, to mountains, but, but mountain peak experiences, those summit moments, you know, as we've just described, the, the breathtaking view and the, the clarity of heart and mind as we just soak in the beauty of that view and that experience. It's our euphoric moments in life. It's our seasons where life and love and family and friendship and work, they all just seem to be so clear and so hopeful. And it's in these times that we live light, that we're not carrying this heaviness, but we just live light, where the weight of life seems to be something that other people carry, not us. And when we hit a bump, that's all it is, a bump. We absorb it and we move on. We, we, we take it in our stride and we move on. We soak it up and we move on. Why? Because we are living light and seeing clearly. It is the mountain peak after all. Then thirdly, I consider, I consider the, the, the struggle in the climb and the ecstasy of the summit both being crucial for each other. Ramon, <laughs> the struggle in the climb and the ecstasy in the summit being crucial for each other? Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean by that? Well, think about it. Without the promise of the summit, the climb seems futile. And without the climb, the summit can't be experienced. And this, guys and ladies, this is the tension of the journey. This is the tension that we live in day in and day out. The climb builds strength, 
durability and endurance. But without, without the promise of that summit, there's no way that anyone's going to do the climb. So think about this. We don't find the promise on the summit. We don't. We don't find the promise on the summit. We find, God, we find God's promise and experience His grace in the struggle of the climb. At the summit, we experience the promise, but we receive the promise in the climb. We experience, we, we, we receive the, the promise in those tough moments. I mean, I consider the life of Joseph. You know, here Joseph as a teenager, he's, he's given a promise. He's given a promise by God. And I'm sure like most of us, he must have thought, man, within the next couple of days or weeks or months, like this thing's going to happen. <laughs> In reality, he ends up getting betrayed by his brothers. He ends up going through all kinds of stuff, ends up spending around 13 years in prison. And during that time in prison, man, he must have climbed some personal mountains of his own. He must have climbed mountains of betrayal and hurt and anger and doubt. I can only imagine the sorts of mountains that he had to, that he had to, to, to scale during that time. And it was only after that, it was only after he had scaled those mountains that, that his summit came. His summit was only realized when he had scaled those mountains in his life. It's almost like once the maturity had taken place, the promise came along. I think of Joseph and Caleb. Their story is not too much different. I think of Joseph and Caleb. I, I think of how they actually saw God's promise. They, they were given the promise with regards to man. Well, you're going into the promised land. They then get sent out as spies. They get into the land. They meet the people. They see the land. They eat the fruit. They're like, man, the grapes the size of your head, dude. Like, it's insane. They, they, they got to see and experience and they, they, they saw God's promise. But ultimately, they would spend the next 40 years in the desert because of other people's disbelief. Because of other people's disbelief, they would spend the next 40 years of their lives just wandering around in the desert. Imagine the mountains that they had to climb during those 40 years. Imagine the stuff that they had to work through in order to step into God's promise whole. And they ultimately reached their summit in their 80s. But they grabbed it with both hands when they got there. What an incredible, incredible part of history. Then I consider you and me. I consider how we wish that God could step in and turn our mountains into flat plains. I even think there's a song like that. Then I think of my own son. I think of my boy's eye and, and how he, he's struggling with something. And then he wants dad to, to just step in and, and fix it for him. And sometimes I do, but that temptation will always be there for me to just step in and, and fix it all. 
But then I think of what his life will look like down the line if dad always steps in and made it easy for him. If dad constantly intervened on his behalf and didn't allow him to struggle, didn't allow him to learn, didn't come side by side with him and say, I'm not going to do it for you. I'll show you how to do it, but my boy, you're going to do it. If I didn't allow that struggle to take place, he'll end up being a grown man on the outside and a helpless little kid on the inside one day. And that's not what I want for my son. You see, my constant help becomes harmful, not helpful. So out of my love for him, I encourage my boy to trust me and to push through. You see, guys and ladies, out of his love for us, God doesn't make mountains flat plains. No, he comes alongside us. And he encourages us to trust him and push through. He goes from being our cosmic landscaper to being our true heavenly father. Journeying with us, guiding us, teaching us and cheering us on. Reminding us that the climb is crucial and that the summit is surreal. And most importantly, during those times, he echoes the words of Jesus as Jesus sent us on the, the, the greatest adventure of our lifetime, as he gives us the great commission and he says, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. What's he busy communicating to you and me? Man, if the climb seems tough, I'm with you. If, 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 if it feels too heavy for you right now, I'm there. If you're feeling a little disjointed, a little out of sorts, not 100% sure where to go, I'm there. I'll lead you. I'm with you. Just let me. I'm there every step of the way. The final component is community. You see, you don't summit Everest without a Sherpa and a world-class support team. No. And in reality, when it comes to life, guys and ladies, we all need a Sherpa and a world-class support team. There to encourage our heavy hearts, to carry crushing loads, and to fan that flame of perseverance until the summit is firmly surrendered beneath our feet. These songs of ascent, they were sung by communities as they journeyed together. Again, to encourage each other and at the same time to allow God to work a process in them. I want to say this to you. Who's singing your songs of ascent with you? Are you allowing your loved ones in? Are you allowing your world-class support team to be your support team? To climb with you and to carry for you. I can't help but think of King David. 
King David was at his strongest when he was surrounded by his community. At the same time, he fell his hardest when he chose to not have them with him. So, the mountain is a symbol. It's a symbol of what we need to overcome. It's a symbol of what we long for. And it's a symbol of our journey between the two. As a good reminder, don't forget your world-class support team along the way. And most importantly, your Heavenly Father is with you every single step of the way, leading you all the way, if you allow Him to. So maybe today you need to sing the song of David, that song of ascent, just saying, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I wonder today, what's your next step? What's your next step? What mountains are you busy climbing in your personal life right now? Are you able to name them? What mountains are you busy climbing right now? For a moment, just stop and think about them. You may even want to write them down right there. The second question is, have you invited God to lead the way through? Have you invited God to help you traverse those mountains? Because in truth, you can't do it alone. You need help. Just like David admitted, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Have you invited him into that space to lead the way through those things? And then to tie into that, have you invited a trusted friend or a trusted family member to help carry that load with you, to come and sing your song of ascent with you? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that, that as we've spoken through, through these, um, Lord, these matters of life, as we've, we've admitted that, yeah, there are times where we're having to, to, to scale some pretty heavy things in life, some, some magnanimous things in life, some things that just seem to be bigger than us at times. Lord, that we can, that we can, as, as the, 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 the Israelite pilgrims sang <laughs> songs of ascent, Lord, that so we can, we can start engaging with you in that space, allowing you in to lead the way for us. Lord, that we recognize that in order to reach the promise, in order, in order to, to really fulfill, to, to experience the fulfillment of that promise, Lord, to reach the summit, the climb is crucial. But without the promise of the summit that ultimately we probably wouldn't climb. So we thank you for your promise for our lives. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for what you're wanting to do in our lives. And for those who aren't sure about any of those things right now, Lord, I thank you 
that they'll have the courage to engage with you on that and that you will come and speak your truth into their lives. Lord, and that as we invite you in, they will also invite those trustworthy people in our lives in to come and help us journey through these moments and through these things and that we will assist others in the same way. So Lord, we thank you today. We thank you that we can commit these moments to you, Lord. That we can commit our future into your hand, Lord. Lord, that you are there for everything that we need to overcome. That you are there to show us the truth of what you have in store for us. And that you are there for the journey in between those two points. Our lives are yours. We entrust them to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us. We love you and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening in to the Life Central podcast today. If you would like to get connected or get involved, follow us on social media or visit our website, lifecentral.org.za. We hope you join us here again next week.